Hello, Marketeers. Welcome to another episode of AEC Marketeer Podcast, exploring AEC marketing and beyond. I'm your host, Keelan Cox, and I'll be exploring marketing trends and answering your most pressing questions to help you thrive as an AEC Marketeer. All right, Marketeers, thank you so much for joining me. Today, I have on Danielle Gray. She is known for her relatability and humor. Danielle Gray challenges her audiences to reconnect with what makes them human. As a keynote speaker and host, she fuses vulnerability with applicable tactics that make a lasting impression on her audience. Her goal is to empower each person to not just be a better business person, but to also be a better human. Danielle is a former Division I basketball player at Jacksonville University in Jacksonville, Florida, and holds both a bachelor's in marketing and MBA from the institution. She is the owner of DG Marketing and currently resides in Atlanta, Georgia with her partner and three dogs. She also serves as the CEO of a CBD company, Yenoya, that sells human and pet CBD products. Welcome, Danielle. Thank you very much. I'm excited to be here, Keelan. I should say welcome back. <laughs> uh, yeah, right, right. We've done this a couple of times. Yeah. So for those of the, our listeners who haven't heard one of our many conversations over the years, do you want to just give a quick rundown of how you got started in this industry and what your story is? Yeah, sure. So I think just like many of you listening, it wasn't something that was planned. I was not looking to be in AEC at all. I got an internship at a design build firm, started doing social media, realized I had nothing to say, and that's how I got into content. So it was really, really quick in my career of realizing that I really loved the idea of creating content that drives business. So I worked for that design build company for six years. And then I started my own company. So that was DG Marketing and talking about content never slowed down and being in the AEC space and working with SMPS, doing a lot of speaking around the country and doing actually from last year, doing some hosting. So it was, it, it's been a really interesting play that has always landed me back in AEC. So here I am in CBD, Perfect. I guess. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. So for those of our listeners who do want your full career story, we did do a whole career story on you, which is episode 79. So I will just leave that there. So one of the reasons that I brought you on here to talk today, besides just really enjoying talking to you, is I've held off having a conversation about AI because I feel like there, there were a lot of feelings involved at the beginning, and it was either people who are really scared of AI and didn't see it as a tool, or people who thought it was just going to replace everyone and everything. And I was looking for someone who sort of fell in the middle, who knew how valuable quality content is, and saw this as more of a tool, similarly to how I see it. And so who better to have this conversation with than like the OG content whisperer herself? <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> so I this is a funky place to start a conversation about software. But because AI is such a it's all it's a really emotional topic I've found when I talk to yeah. people about this. Yeah. 
just to to set sort of a baseline, how do you feel about AI and its application to our work as marketers? Well, I think it, so before I go too deep in there, I think it's important to see how I view life, right? Yeah. So when I, I'm, and this is something I'm always working through, which is my dad told me this, and it's really been something I've been living by, which is do what you can until you can do something different, right? And so with all of the tools that I have, let me always put my best foot forward and so that I can create the best work and, and do my best. And so the thing is, is that when we're introduced to different things that may help us be a little bit better, and again, something different pops up, are we going to shy away from it because it's change and it's new? Or are we going to embrace it because maybe this is just the new way? And I think that that's how I'm looking at AI. I saw on Instagram, as many people do, this guy said, you know, you shouldn't be afraid of AI. You should be afraid of the person who knows how to use AI. Mm. And I think that that's really, you know, where we are now because it's here. So you can either use it and be on the same track and, and moving that same pace. Or do it the way you want. And I think that's fine. I've just found that it takes a lot longer. Uh, so, you know, I think when we're talking about AI, I think the beauty of it and why I'm attracted to it is not because, oh, it does all these things. It's that it it does, but it also saves me time. Right. Yeah. yeah. And I know I was sharing this with you, but it was such a stark example. I had heard or I had read or it was probably a meme. <laughs> I, think, no, I don't know right. who I'm kidding. Right. I didn't read right. anything. <laughs> exactly. But it was it was saying AI isn't going to replace your job as a marketer, but the marketer using AI is going to replace yeah. you. And it really brought me back to my first job in AEC. And there was an engineer who never totally got on board with AutoCAD. And he was still hand drawing things and clients were starting to drop him as a PM because he was taking five times longer and was having to request so many change orders because he kept drawing everything by hand because he never took the time to actually learn the relevant software in his industry. And when I read that, I was like, oh my God, it's the same thing, right? So it's just it's another tool that we've got. Yeah. And, and yeah. And if we can look at it as a toolbox and this is a new thing in there. Now we have to learn how it works and, you know, figure out how it's dangerous and how it's not and how it can work for us. But I think that's just like for any tool. So I think right. if we can look at it as a tool to make us better and us sharper, then I think that that works. Now, one thing that as I started using AI and started realizing how powerful it is. I use a platform called Jasper. One of the things that I felt like deep in my core, and it was probably just my ego playing, but I, I felt like a fraud. Like I felt like I was entering these prompts and outcomes language that's, it's not perfect, but it's language that I didn't think of. And using it sort of just felt like cheating a bit yeah and I don't feel that way anymore but it was definitely a big 
hurdle to overcome. So how how do you suggest overcoming the idea of feeling like using AI in, in this specific line of work is cheating, air quotes? Well, and I think that's such a fair human response because we we take pride in our work. We want it to be good. We don't want to sell a story that we're not. I mean, how long have we been talking about plagiarism and like, you know, making sure we're not copy pasting? So it's like it is so against who we've been as marketers to look at something and copy paste. It's like, I mean, now granted, you're going to edit and all that, but that feels like you're cheating. And so for me, how I've been looking at it is it's actually not, it's helping me brainstorm faster and get to my baseline a little bit quicker. So it's like, okay, if I can, instead of staring at this white sheet of paper, I'm really on my desktop, right? Right. Where, where do I go? I have to, I have to think so deeply about where I want to go. And that can be really daunting, especially when you have so many other things you have going on. I don't have time to be staring at this uh, mm-hmm. sheet of paper trying to come up with something. And yeah. so I think that when I look at it as this is an extension of my team, you know, mm-hmm. that can help me move faster and help me brainstorm. Because when I put a question, for example, I'll use chat GPT, one of the ones that everybody is using. I can, you know, I can put something in there and I'm like, oh, you know what? I didn't think about this or that. And now I'm fusing all those thoughts together in a human brain. Thank you, AI, for getting me here. Right. And then in my human brain, I can say, okay, the client will like that. Let's use this language. Let's do that. And I think that that's how we build the blocks together. It doesn't have to feel like you are cheating, but I completely was there. I didn't want to tell anybody. I was mm-hmm. like, you know, my clients, like, I'm like, are they going to think I'm a fraud because I'm using this software? But right. the truth is, is that like, you know, once we talk about the course that I'm doing about it is that, you know, we're able to use it in a way that can help us move faster. That's really, that's all this is about is that let's allow this tool to move us faster so that we can be better. We can make more money. We can you know, just be more effective. And ultimately, I know there's a lot of marketers that are spending a lot of time on proposals, a lot of time on these things. And so if if time is an issue, why not try AI, you know? Right. Yeah. Which time always is. Always. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That's what it's just like for me. It just it makes sense because right. it's like, wh- why not? Why? Why not? It's funny that you you sort of took the route of comparing AI to having a coworker. Whereas yeah. when I was preparing for this conversation and thinking about I, I it sort of brought me back to your original confessions of a content whisperer talk. And we had been talking about like, you know, the the core of content development doesn't change when you introduce AI. Like you still need to know the right questions to ask. And that's sort of what gets you the answers you're expecting. And then I was like, is AI just another one of these personalities? You know, you had like, Chuck, don't give a, you know. And I was like, is is AI just another one of these personalities where you need to know how to ask the question to get exactly what you want? 
I so. love that. I love that because it, it, it's actually exactly right because you have to know, okay, and we'll figure out the name for it. It's not coming Yes, right yes, now, there you go. I planted the seed. This, this the you can ask yeah, AI. <laughs> right. So I think when you look at AI as a personality, like I, I love that, is that this, this I can't even say this person, this, this coworker I have, mm. They don't have any emotion, right? Mm -hmm. There's no connection to anything. So if I don't like something, they don't mind. They'll regenerate something else, right? Yeah. But I do know that I need a fact check, you know, because they're, they're just grabbing stuff from the internet. Mm -hmm. We don't always know what that is. And I think that, you know, if we kind of look at it like that, it, it makes it easier to say, okay, this is how I, I optimize this relationship together. And mm -hmm. so... You know, you really planted a seed. You really did. <laughs> Perfect. Because I'm like, oh, that's going to, that's got to be another <laughs> one. So yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. Awesome. So I personally found that I had to play with AI in certain, again, air quotes, safe spaces for myself. And one of them was when I had started my own consulting firm, Adiova Marketing, I, I created a LinkedIn page and just started playing with like the automated blog posts. Like I would put in a topic, it would spit out some stuff. I would edit it and then post it on the Adiovo marketing page because it had like two followers and one was me and one was my husband. So it was like very low risk. So Correct. it felt safe right. for me and I it sort of helped me Ooh. overcome that. I don't want to call it imposter syndrome because that's a bigger conversation but sort of that feeling of cheating what are some places that you have seen that are good safe spaces for us to start using ai for content development so i think especially for marketers and business developers there's a couple of places that i've been using that i think are easy ways to just start one of them is titling things so mm. i have really been using it to help me decide how do I name my courses? Mm -hmm. How do I name subtitles, sub or email line, like subject headlines, yeah. uh, preview text. So when I'm thinking like, because I think that we can come up with a lot of different ideas, but it's really cool to see several different options. Right. And the perfect example is my course that we're talking about today is I got that title literally from three line title lines that AI suggested for me. I was like, right. oh, I like that. Okay. Yeah. How to accelerate. Oh, I like the word accelerate because I think we were talking a little bit about that. Is yes. that you start using, you know, wording that you normally would not use. Mm -hmm. So I think there's uh, those places that like with the titles, it's really easy for me to incorporate because it's, it's low hanging fruit. There's only a little bit of text. You can see how it works. So I've been using yep. it for blog titles, things like that, like I was saying. I think that there's a place for emails, like especially mm -hmm. introductory emails. So it's, I was using it when I was inviting speakers to be a part of this conference. Like, okay, write me an email that will introduce this new conference and said, you know, blog, like just really be very specific about, I want them to know this, include yeah. this part of the conference and all those things. And I, I put that together and I was like, oh. I made maybe two edits 
and it was ready to go as opposed right. to I'm good for taking especially something someone that I haven't emailed before or anything like that it takes me it could be an hour or so to just put the email together sure. so when I was able to take you know that two hour time to I don't know five minutes tops and that's just me that's including the time of copy and pasting and editing and sending it right sure so it it really makes it much slower so emails is, is something that I like to do especially when you don't really know where to start or have an issue trying to communicate something it's a nice way to do it differently I think another place that's good is executive summaries and I think you know we could there's so many different things you could say and so in that executive summary to be able to tell AI to write this and hit these points and all of that, at least you have something to start with and you can customize it if you want to add humor or whatever the case is, you could do right. that. But it gave me at least, you know, a structure to look at. And then I think something that I didn't really expect to do, but I'm using it a lot now is blurbs for website content. So yeah. a new landing page. Okay. Can you write two to three sentences about this? You know, I need something here. What's frequently asked questions? All of those things that that's how, you know, I've been using it. And it's been really, really helpful. I know that there's a lot of different ways people use it for business plans and all that stuff. But I do think that there's places, you know, there's red flags that come up along the way for sure that we have to be careful about it as well. Sure. Yeah. And so I like that was a perfect segue. So some of the red flags that you've seen, I can just say from what I've learned, and then you can tell me what you've learned about these red flags because it is a learning process. But one of the things that I constantly have to remind myself, and this applies more to chat GPT than it does to some of the paid services, is if you're not paying for a service, you are the product. And that just yeah. sort of applies to social media in general. I know that I've heard from a few industry contacts that, you know, putting your company name into the the input box is a big no-no because it's basically just learning from all the different inputs. And if you're putting in, you know, stuff for a proposal, maybe just bracket out company name and then do a find and replace afterwards. That was the one that I wasn't really expecting to learn. Have you figured out any other ones that are maybe red flags? So I think that there's, I think when it comes to writing really elaborate documents. So mm. like, for example, I don't know if anybody would try to put a proposal and have it write the whole proposal. I don't know what, what that would look like, but what I think, it, and again, it's a red flag. It's not saying no, but just you really need to be cautious. I've found that AI works best for me when I work in small chunks because it's it's more specific and it's, you know, it, it's very clear. I know exactly what I'm asking it in each block or section that I'm looking for. Right. And I think that if you try to do big things in it, ask you to write, you know, a full proposal or a business plan or reports, you have to be aware that it's going to be pulling from somewhere that, you know, is probably used by somebody else. <laughs> so right. it doesn't necessarily make it super special or unique to your company when it's very, like a, a big blanket statement of 
write me a proposal on those things. So I think that right. that's probably one of the biggest things is to be aware of. And also, I think a big thing here is that it's not always up to date. So you do want to fact check. Right. I looked at certain things, you know, with me having a CBD company, I'm doing, you know, content there. And I was like, mm, that's not right. Or this isn't right. Or right. so little things like that. I think it's important for us to fact check and make sure it is right. And it's, sure. it's what we know. And I think a big recommendation I have is to try to stay within what you know to a certain degree when you're mm. going in the in the AI because you don't want to, if you don't know, you don't know that you don't know. And sure. so that's like, a, a re, like if you're like do, talking about something completely outside of your space, make sure you have at least a subject matter expert that can go through it and say, oh, that's right or not. But don't just trust it and just go blind and post it on your company's page and think, you know, that's okay. So just that's a red flag for sure. I love that you pointed that out because I I did that. So I put Mm -hmm. in write me a blog about like the financial metrics that marketers need to know about. And I had like a basic understanding of finances and I was taking a financial course for my master's. And so I did this at the beginning of that course. When I thought I had a pretty good understanding, I went back and read that article and I was like, that's completely incorrect. And it's been up for months. But Mm. thank God it's on my business page that like maybe five people follow. (laughs) Right, right, right. To your point, I didn't know what I didn't know, right? I was just Mm -hmm. like, oh yeah, I've, I've read that term. That sounds correct. Completely incorrect. So yeah, fact check. Yeah. <laughs> the fact, fact check. Because I mean, and there, again, it's coming from the internet. We There's just, as we all know, there's so many different things, so many right. wrong things on the internet as well. So I think it's just balancing and at least having, if you are aware, be open to doing a little bit more research if you're not super sure about something, especially technical things and we're in engineering architect like AEC can be very technical so we have to make sure that we're not selling dreams here (laughs) yeah yeah I want to quickly go back to one of the ideas that you talked about earlier and then we can dive into what your workshop is going to be about because that's one of the other reasons I really wanted to have you on which is sort of getting over the blank page syndrome, I'll call it. I don't know exactly what to call it. And you had introduced me to an author called Anne Handley. And she has this theory of the the ugly first draft or your baseline. And I remember when I was learning about chat GPT and AI, I, I was like, okay, well, you know, what are some pieces that AI could write? And one of the first ones that came up was a cover letter. Sort of to your point of the executive summary, it's like you can tell at what points to hit. If you have a thought of your win themes, you can plop those in. And it spit out the most generic cover letter I think I've ever read. (laughs) But it was the cover letter that every engineer loves to write. And I was like, right, this is exactly what. AI is built to do. It is meant to give you that baseline. And so then I was like, okay, this is baseline. We all know this is bad. Like we all know this, like we are pleased to submit, 
is like (laughs) dagger to the heart, right? And it was basically just an entire cover letter with the same vibe as we are pleased to submit. And so I really like that you pointed out that it's just, it's just getting words on the page. But I want to talk to you about like the, the value of that human touch once you've gotten, you know, your baseline content there. Because I think that's where this goes from being something scary that's going to replace your job to a tool. Right. So how do you see that that interaction? So I think that there's what's cool about AI is that in in any tool is if you put in good, you get good or at least kind of good. Right. Mm -hmm. So I think there's two stages of this. One is what are we putting in? Right. Like, so what are the questions that I'm asking it? Are they going to get me client focused content? Are these the right questions? So a lot of times I, I talk about what, so what, now what as being one of the, the templates in how you create any kind of content, right? So what, what's the topic? So what, who cares? Why is it relevant to your audience? And now what, what do you want them to do? So when, when we're talking about, you know, having that in mind, I can ask AI those things, right? Sure. So what, what should they do? Why is this important to, to this particular customer? I can ask those things. I think the other thing before even going into AI, which I think is very important, is what are the pain points of my customer or my client? What are the issues that they're having? What are the dreams they have? Mm-hmm. And what are the services that I can provide and start working with AI to figure out what that content looks like? So I was like, okay, sure. I know that this client has issues with you know, downtime in their facility okay, we have some design that can help them reduce, you know, downtime in your facility. AI, can you write me a blog about how downtime in a facility can negatively impact whatever, however we want to Try. do it? That, that's how I see it. But we can't go into and say, write me a blog that I can put on my, on my blog site sure. to get clients interested. Like, you have to have a very clear mind. So I think it's that first part of pulling together your questions and asking it specific questions about clients and, you know, what, what they would be interested in and having that idea of what, so what, now what. And then you get what you get from the, the AI. And I think there's that human piece that's next. And that's adding maybe a little humor a little lightness in some areas. So that's just how I tend to do things because we're all human. Right. So, you know, I'm, I'm making it and making sure that it feels human. And then also making sure that I see like, it's very basic. It's like, in conclusion, this, this mm. is just like, yep. you know, it's like, that's, let's, let's try to make that a little bit more fun. So those are the different things or just, you know, it doesn't have to be fun. I'm, I'm so that person makes everything fun. But my, my thing is, is that it, it can be profe- it can be whatever voice that your brand is in. And right. so I think that, you know, being aware of what you want out of it and knowing how to ask for it and then knowing how to tailor it. I think that's when you really start getting good content, that content, not like that just goes on your website, but actually content that resonates helps with SEO and all those different things because that's the cool thing about AI is that you're using 
different words and different phrases. You know, you're, yes. you're able to use that for SEO. So I love that. Yeah, perfect. So then let's dig into your workshop, because one of the other reasons I wanted to talk to you is I felt like a lot of the conversations that I was hearing around AI was like, you know, 20 to 40 minutes, either dismissing it or highly endorsing it. And then there was no, it just felt like a, a fall off. Like there was no follow up. Like me as a listener, if I were new to this, I'd be like, okay, but now, now what? And so I really wanted to bring someone on who had that now what step. And I believe that this workshop is it. So can you dig in on what your workshop is, what it's going to cover, all the goods? Sure. So I think, you know, with AI, we can go so many different ways. So I had to condense it in a way that's one, digestible, but two, that is focused on content generation and specifically linking everything, how it saves us time. So Mm -hmm. what we're going to talk about is all the different things, the places that we can use it and how we can optimize it and where we can even put this content. Because sometimes we're like, I'm just trying to check this off. Put it on the blog, keep moving. But mm-hmm. is it going in the email campaigns? Is it is there a landing page? What what's the story here? And how does it fit into your overall marketing? So that's what we're going to talk about. And a lot of it's going to be what questions do you ask? How do mm-hmm. you frame your like literally, how do you ask AI? And I think that when to your point, when people are talking about it, it's like super whimsical and and I'm not a big fan of making things seem hard for the sake of me seeming like I'm smart, you know, like, so (laughs) Yeah, I'm like, this, this is actually not, we don't have to make this difficult. Mm -hmm. This is, this is a tool that we can use. And my dad is actually a really good example because I was telling him about AI. He's like, I don't, you know, I don't know about that. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. come on. So I said, just, and we're on FaceTime and I'm like, just open your computer. Let's just look at it. Yeah. And so for anybody that's in that place, like, I hear you. I don't know. What I would suggest is to type in a question that you already know the answer to. Right. Right. So one thing, the one that he did, he does these presentations on how to give feedback, right? And how okay. to even leadership kind of thing. So I was like, just ask it something you already know. So he said, okay, what are the ways or best ways to get feedback or something to that effect? Sure. And he was, re- he, was he was watching. I was watching this live, right? right. He's like, this is, this is moving fast. And he's reading this. And he's like, okay, y- yeah, okay, yeah. And, <laughs> and I think, like my dad, know, by the way. <laughs> it's just like, okay, I guess that's. That could work. That's actually, and I never considered that. So mm. when I thought it was really cool that he was able to see in real time by checking what you already know. So right. I was asking questions about content and, and those sort, sorts of things. But I think that that's a, a way to start building trust with it, right? To say, mm-hmm. okay, I see that was really good. And also maybe even saying things that I didn't even think of. Right. And so I think that that's really the beauty. And so what we're all that to say, what we're going to talk about is really how to ask the right questions, how to generate content that works. And then what do we do after we get yes. it from AI ever? You know, we we copy paste it and put it in Word. What do we do next? Mm-hmm. And so that's really the the discussion. And it's going to be 
I'm not I'm not planning to have this long drawn out workshop is 45 minutes and really it's more of a, a short session uh, mm-hmm. to have the, to start the conversation. But what it is going to be is focus on applying things. We're not going to talk Love about that. all the ideas because I think that this is the perfect time to talk about how we feel with it and all of mm-hmm. those things in the course. We're going to talk a little bit, but mostly, okay, this is what we do. The now what yes. piece yeah. is really where I'm focused on. Because I don't, I'm not a big fan of fluffy conversation anyway. Like, what sure. are we doing? Yep. <laughs> what yep. are we yep. doing with it? Yeah. And, you know, via audio, this is, this is my other sort of question mark around doing a podcast episode about AI is I can't show people how to use it via podcast right but i can you know we can talk about it but having that next element of like okay can i actually show you how to do this and how it can be valuable to your work and that was the missing piece for me so i was like i don't want to do this until that piece is there for listeners afterwards so i'm so thrilled that you came up with this workshop because the second i saw it i was like Bingo. This is it. <laughs> I'm, I'm so I'm so glad you saw it. And really, my dad was the inspiration of it because when I saw sure. how open he was after he tried it out, I said, yeah. I think there's more people that are, are unwilling or scared of it that mm-hmm. won't dive into it. But it could really benefit their entire work life yeah. and save a lot of time. So I... For me, at the end of the day, this is about our well-being and about our lives. I don't want to work 60, 70, 80 hours. That's not my intention. I want to live a nice, good, peaceful life. So every time that I can find a way, right, the only, the, the if I can find ways and tools to help me do that, mm-hmm. I'm, let's take our ego out of it. Yeah, that I can, you know, like I, this is what can save us time. We can do proposals potentially faster. We can do, and it just puts it into focus of let's remember what this is for. This is the same time, save time. That's really all we're doing right now, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I love that you make that point because part of my whole getting past feeling like a fraud or cheating and not wanting my clients to know that I'm using this, I was like, well, I'm charging my client a half an hour versus four hours. So exactly in the end, I don't think they're going to be super upset about it, you know, because it's still it's solid content that my brain went into. I just it didn't take me as long to get to a baseline. It's it's AutoCAD versus drawing. It's yeah. really that simple. And, and this, this is where we are headed. And so I think we could either be like that gentleman that just decides to stick with it and decide that this is how I want to do it. But I think eventually there's going to be a time where everybody's moving so fast, you know, they're driving down the highway and you're walking. And I Mm -hmm. think that, you know, we just have to be aware of that. And I know change is hard. Change is not easy, but it's the only thing that's constant. So we have to. So here, here we are. I'm embracing it. So I'm asking others to embrace it so that we can have a better work life. I love that. So on that note, <laughs> yes, <laughs> thank you so much for joining me and having this conversation. I think it'll be valuable to a lot of people. And I hope your workshop is full because yes. it should be. 
<laughs> I, I'm so excited to have it. And if you're interested, please go to daniellegraymba.com. That's where we'll be. You can find the link to, to register. And then also, I'm sure I'm going to give you the link as well so that everybody yes. can see it. Yep. Yeah. So I will include a link to your workshop, to your website, to your LinkedIn, if that's how you want people to reach out to you. Mm-hmm. And you know, all of the links will be in the episode show notes. Perfect. Perfect. All right. Well, thank you so much. Thank you. And I'm, I'm excited about what happens next with AI. All right, Marketeers, that is a wrap on this week's episode of the AEC Marketeer podcast. As always, thank you again to Danielle for joining me. I believe this is our third conversation and they just keep getting better. So with that said, if you're enjoying this podcast, I would invite you to subscribe so that you never miss an episode. New episodes are released every other Wednesday. Chat soon.